Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the waxing light of the moon in Virgo season. The days are getting shorter as we come to the end of summer, just a few weeks left. This is a time to ground your energy, Virgo's an earth sign, so that you can recognize all the growth this summer has offered you. Sometimes growth can be like a plant that grows tall and full, and sometimes growth can be a different step in your life. It really depends on you. The fall will bring us different transitions and reflect many aspects on your life. The transitions of seasons offers you a time to refocus your path and align your energy with your inner guidance. To help you with that, my 21-day Radiant Light Challenge begins again on September 22nd, the first day of fall. I go live every day to help you build your inner focus, strengthen your boundaries, so needed for the holidays, and build the radiance of your soul. Look, the truth is we all have struggles. We all run up against challenges, but having these tools and techniques can make all the difference from forming ways of coping around your issues or to learning how to work through them and rewiring the brain. These 21 days will help you to be consistent and show up for yourself all in 21 minutes a day, really. Sign up for the challenge now and receive a free month in the Energy Mastery Membership. So you know what? Over the course of this past year, I've created an Energy Mastery app. It's part self-study and part live trainings, one-on-one time with me, new and full moon meditations, and opportunities to learn and grow your spiritual practice. I offer trainings each week on what I call the rights for your everyday life, rights being Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, and stones and crystals, with ways to integrate them into your everyday life so that you can feel more more confident, make better decisions, know your hell yes, know your hell no, and connect with your spirit so that you can feel empowered, wholesome, and healthy in your life. All of this information can be found on my website or the link in the show notes, prices, details, how to download, etc. As we move through these last few weeks of the summer, take note of what is working in your life and what isn't. Find creative ways to look at what's going on. Ground with Mother Earth. Journal. Writing is an excellent way to process energy, especially for crisis, trauma, and transitions. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my Energy Focus for the Week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on, we align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. Join me or catch the replay. 
As we move through these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the old patterns and all that old stuff you've been carrying around. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. Schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me and let's talk about how my programs can help you. There are plenty of cosmic forces coming our way, which is the subject on this week's podcast as I welcome back famed astrologer Susan Miller. Susan shares with us her latest ebook, The Year Ahead 2022, The Grand Mutation. And it's all about the new 200-year cycle that will rapidly shift life as we know it. We also talk about her new Moonlight Phase app, which tells you when the moon is void of course. Something we don't always talk about, but something very important to pay attention to. So in this episode, we talk about the planets, the inner planets, the middle planets, the outer planets, the sun signs, rising signs, what's ahead for the fall and into 2023. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, to breathe, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bring in the breath all the way up the body. And exhale, sending that breath all the way down. Grounding, centering, inhaling, and exhaling. Pulling your energy in as you call in your spirit. Inhale, expanding that breath up the body. And exhale, pulling that breath all the way back down as you center with your spirit. Inhale, breathing all the way back up the body. Exhale, dropping into the heart as you exhale the breath down. Feel the awareness in your heart. Deep into the very center, feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved. Feel all this energy coming in around you. Taking another deep inhale. And exhale. As we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels for joy. The crystal beings for protection and magnification. Call in your own spirit guides. We ask that they ground us and protect us as we take this time to honor our path, taking a moment and noticing where you are on this great wheel of life. As I teach in the medicine wheel, we find ourselves in the direction of the south, moving towards that new season. Imagine yourself facing this direction, feeling the sun coming in, Just noticing within you all the growth that this season has offered. Taking a moment of gratitude as we call in the directions to the south, the west, the north, and the east. Above you, 
below you, right into that center of your heart, setting an intention for where you are right now. As you set this intention, how do you want to feel? And allow those elevated emotions, the joy, the peace, the love, the abundance, to radiate out through your heart, all around, setting that energy for you. Taking one more deep inhale up the body and exhale, grounding all this energy, feeling that connection with Mother Earth, feel your feet on the floor as you start to bring your awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back. So today we welcome back Susan Miller, an accredited astrologer and founder of the popular website astrologyzone.com. In today's episode, she's going to talk about her newest ebook where she presents a detailed bird's eye view of the year ahead. Happily, 2022 is a lot better than the past two years, and it will be filled with many opportunities and change. So much lies ahead as we move into the new season of fall and the rest of the year. So having a comprehensive look will help you to plan your most important initiatives. And as you will see, there is some beautiful energy ahead for all of us. So let us welcome Susan back to the show. Welcome, Susan. Thank you so much for inviting me. Your show is always the best. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you again, just get a little bit of update of what's going on in the world. And you have lots of new projects going on, so I'm excited to share those with my listeners. And one particular is your new ebook, The Year Ahead for 2022, The Grand Mutation, This Next 200-Year Cycle. Yes, let's just kind of start with that and just talk a little bit about this year and what you see coming forward. It's the first chapter in the book. It's 10,000 words, and it's the most important. You should get the book just for that. On the, the meeting of Jupiter and Saturn, they're old friends. They have dinner once every 20 years. They don't meet any sooner than that, but you can pretty much clock their meetings. They won't meet the same month or in the same sign. They pick a different restaurant. <laughs> oh, But when they meet, it's major because they're in the middle of our solar system. We've got the (laughs) little guys, Mercury, uh, Mars, and Venus that travel very quickly along with the moon, very fast. And then you have the outer planets that are very slow, like Pluto, who takes 248 years to go around the sun, and Neptune, 168 years, and Uranus, 84 years. But the middle ones, Jupiter takes one year in each sign, 12 years to go around the sun. And Saturn takes 29 years to go around the sun. So they meet once every 20 years. And where they meet is very important. This part is very mathematical and very interesting. 
every time they've met up until now, except for one little aberration, which I'll get to in a minute, they always met in Earth. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. They never stepped on each other's toes or tried to edge their way in front. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn every 20 years. So what happened to society during that time? That's Earth. Earth is things we can touch, feel, and see. And we built roads, bridges, tunnels. We laid down railroad tracks. We built cathedrals and skyscrapers. And we had the Industrial Revolution. And, you know, back in the day when they first started meeting, if you wanted some cereal, you couldn't go to a supermarket. You'd go to the general store and hope that the barrel of oatmeal came in off the ship. And the, and the owner would say, oh, yes, here it is. And you'd open it up and scoop out a couple of scoops and put in your paper bag. And if you needed a new dress, he would show you the fabric. You'd buy three or four yards, maybe four yards, because it was always down to the floor. And uh, men. Same thing. You'd either go to a dressmaker or a tailor or do it yourself. And life was very different. It's hard for us to imagine the way life was. I live here in Manhattan and I look out my window and I think it was mostly trees, like a forest. You know, there weren't roads yet. Now there are forests, lots of them. Now, they are not meeting in Earth anymore. And this is earth shattering in the astrological community. On December 21st, 2020, they met in Aquarius. And the next time they meet, it'll be Libra. And the next time after that, it'll be Gemini. And it'll be Aquarius, Libra, Gemini, over and over. Now, that's going to bring us full speed ahead to a digital age. You might say, well, we're already in the digital age. Oh, yes. But according to what the astrological uh, information tells us, we haven't seen even the little crack of it. There's going to be so much. I'm particularly excited about the medical breakthroughs. You know, many of us wow. are born with an inherited disorder, you know, like macular degeneration or sickle cell anemia or things that really make people suffer. They'll be able to get into the genes and root those out. And, you know, we have CRISPR now. And, you know, we just had the vaccine. The, the pandemic didn't really cause this change, but boy, did it speed it up. Because suddenly we were home in 2020. What were we doing? We were on Zoom. We were on television. <laughs> we were listening to podcasts like yours. We were home. We were wearing different clothes. We ate better because we were doing far less takeout. And there were just so many changes. We were talking to our doctors on teleconference, not in person. And that's very Aquarian. And when the head of Pfizer said on TV, look what can be achieved when mm. nobody cares who gets the credit. I sat up and I said, that is so Aquarian. They really had to rush with that vaccine. But the hard part is getting the investor money. Well, they already had mm. that from the government. So they could start. And let's say a person in New Jersey said, OK, I'm going to work on this part of the vaccine. And he was getting started. But there was Watson 
pulling up a white paper. He didn't have to wait for the New England Journal of Medicine to publish it. And he said, wait, there's someone in Denmark who's already done all the basic groundwork. I'm going to call up this fellow and work with him. And we can advance faster, father. And so there was a group effort. And Aquarius is all about groups. Now, I had mentioned that there was this little aberration in 1980 when they met in Libra. But then 20 hmm. years later, 2020, uh, 2000, I'm sorry, to the year 2000, they met in Taurus. Actually, there were seven planets that all together met in Taurus. It was a big, big year. But, uh, and I said to myself, why does the universe always give us a little preview? It always does. When it's about to do something big, it sends out a little preview. So I'm walking up and down the streets of New York. Why is this? Why is this? And then it dawned on me. Babies born in 1980, or, you know, now they're 40 years old, or actually 42 in this year. By the time you're 40, you've done something important. You may have gotten married. You may have had a baby, maybe written a book or started a business or taken a nice job. Maybe you bought a house. Most people do something big and very grown up by time they're 40. And these babies born in 1980, plus or minus five years, so 1975 to 1985, will hold our hands across the rickety bridge that we're walking from one era, Earth, to the new era, air, and the digital world, and tell us it will be fine, it will be good. And they have it in their DNA. They were born with it. They understand it and they will help us. I love that idea, that preview, because I know that I was a kid of the 60s and they always say like, it's the pre-dawning. It's the, it's the idea of what's to come. And I never really understood that. But now that makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, you know, in a Capricornian or Earth political environment, the king or the president tells you what to do. But in an Aquarian air society, which we're moving into, or we, we just have on December 21st, 2020, it comes up from the grassroots. Hmm. People take to the streets all over the world, not just in America, and tell the, the government what they want, not what the government tells us to do. Hmm. So you're seeing this in China, you know, with uh, Hong Kong. Uh, you're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing it here. In 2020, 2021, we had George Floyd and people left their house, even though it was a pandemic and they were terrified to be in groups. They said, we have to make adjustments. People need to be treated with respect. And so that, that was breath, air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, I cannot breathe. Yeah, that yes. was breath. Yeah. So. I outline all the things in 10,000 words. So that first chapter is a book all by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an ebook. So it's, it's, you know, when you buy a Kindle, 
I didn't realize you buy it on Amazon and it flies through the air and it comes in your book. You don't have to download nothing. I so, love it. Yeah, I love it. I travel with mine for sure. On my phone, really right? Yeah, iPad, phone, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's more of that digital world. What about the, you talk a little bit about the cryptocurrency, the economy. Like what about the money system? Oh, yes. Because there's been a lot of controversy. It's going to fall apart. It's not going to fall apart. Invest in the crypto. Don't invest. We know it is. This is, again, power to the people. The banks can lock off your account. They can do anything they want. With cryptocurrency, that can't happen. Now, right now, it's a little volatile. So if people want to uh, try it, like our mayor, Mayor Adams said, I want my first two months of salary be paid in cryptocurrency. It's a very modern Virgo person. Mm. Uh, I just came out with NFTs. And those are beautiful pieces of art. And remember when they first came out, people say, well, why would I buy art that I can't touch and feel and really put on the wall? Actually, when you buy the art, it becomes a ticket just to have more access to me. Mm. And that's what, if you buy one from Dolce Gabbana or Gucci or any of the big fashion houses or musical artists, they're doing it too. It gives you more access to the designer or the artist. Uh, like for example, you may be able to go to fashion shows or even go to the cutting room when you're in Italy and see what they're doing. You know, So with me, I'm on Discord and it's new for me. I, I watch some YouTube channels and I also have some helpers on my team and uh, I'm gonna be doing very specialized and so once you have the NFT, which are gorgeous, they're on my website. Tell us what that stands for. I'm trying to rack my brain. I've studied a little bit about it. A non-fundable token, which is <laughs> ridiculously hard to understand. Yeah. But it's a piece of art that's in the blockchain. So once you buy it, our sell for $200, $199, it goes in the blockchain and you own the copyright and can do what you like. You can put it on a t-shirt. You can um, put it on your website. You can make it your image on Twitter. It, it, you can do whatever you like hmm. with it. And then let's say you don't like it. Let's say, oh, this, this looks more like my sister. I want a different one. You go on opensea.com, which is the biggest, most respected marketplace for nfts and you put a price on yours and then you buy someone else's now let's say you had an inflated image of how much you could spend you, you spend 200 for it but you're going to charge a thousand well if you don't get any takers it's a little like selling a mm. house okay maybe i should adjust the price <laughs> you know and you bring it down and you see if you have some takers so it's like that you know and um but we're not telling people to buy things for investment purposes. We're just saying, have some fun with it. Start edging into Web3. Because what Discord Day took was a little bit of Twitter and a little bit of Instagram and a little bit of Clubhouse and you know all the others, all the things we like separately and put them all together. So you can have video, you can have voice. Right now, we're just doing typing because we're all learning together. And so wait, 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 wait. What is this? What is this app? Is it an app? Is it a group? What is, what is this? Oh, Discord, yeah. Discord is just like Twitter or Instagram. Yes, you put a, an app on your computer or you put it on your uh, cell phone, your smartphone. And um, 
it's just like going into Twitter. You type mm, okay. <laughs> people for you. But what's nice is this is my community. It's called Astrology Zone. So people get to talk to each other. I don't want them just to talk to me. I don't want to be Queen Bee. I want to be your friend. And I want to introduce you to the other people in the room. And, um, and we're really going to have live events too. So the NFT photo becomes a ticket. Now, let me tell you what Tiffany, the jeweler on Fifth Avenue just did. They did a beautiful little one-inch pendant with rubies and sapphires. And it looks like a digital man, like, a, like half human, half digital. It was great. So I called up my agent. I said, oh, that's so cool. How much is it? $51,000. I said, ah, out of my price range. But then she said, no, first you have to go to cyberpunk.com, buy one of their NFTs for $100,000, and then you're allowed to buy the $51,000 pennant. So we have some friends up at Tiffany, and we said, wow, wow, how many did you sell? Like two? They said, we sold out. Oh in my 20 gosh. It's not even that attractive. Nothing against Tiffany's. I love the store. I used to do models for them. I used to make um, prong settings way back in my days of working the jewelry. Yeah, oh. definitely. But anyway, that's so fascinating. That's totally fascinating. Everything's changing. You're going to be able to go into a metaverse and look at little stores hmm. like Ralph Lauren or any store and go in and shop and even try things on and it'll look like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So let me ask you, so here we are in supposedly, you know, a failing economy or a recession or whatever. How do we move? How is the year projected to move out of that into being able to afford things like this? Well, the thing is, <laughs> yeah, like the $151,000. I don't think anytime soon for me anyway, but uh, what's happening is it's the, it's the war in Ukraine and, and Russia and the oil. And, and that is really what set off the inflation. And we're trying our best to control it. And the Fed uh, raising interest rates, even though it's painful to see higher interest on your credit card or on your mortgage it actually helps so that we don't have runaway inflation. What I'm looking at, we've got a problem with Mars this year. Little Mars is usually the energetic little guy. When he enters a part of your chart, wow, that part of your chart lights up like a Christmas tree. And let's say it's in your home sector. Oh, wow. You, you, all of a sudden, you feel like doing those repairs, calling in the painters, maybe even getting the contractor to give you some estimates and get started. Now, usually Mars stays in a sign six weeks. And that's usually plenty of time because having Mars in anywhere in your chart is like drinking 20 cups of coffee a day. I mean, he is really high octane. This time, he's not saying six weeks. He's staying seven months. Okay, why would he change his orbit like this? Well, every two years he does. He goes retrograde. And when he's retrograde, it's like walking through glue. It starts October 30th. Maybe your listeners could remember Halloween the next day. I always try to hook it to a holiday. So I don't yeah, remember. there you go, yeah. Yeah, and I have to say Mars is now in my 10th house. And this is a prolific year for oh, me with Mars. Oh, you must be a Mars. Virgo, huh? Yeah. Are you a Virgo? 
No, I'm actually on the cusp of Cancer Leo, Scorpio rising, <laughs> but I had my solar return done for my birthday, which was just last month. Oh, I yeah. see. No, well, this has to do with transiting Mars. Where he is right now is in Gemini. You're going to be doing a lot of strategy, but, but also a lot with groups and friends and adding a lot of followers to all your social media. And I'm going to try to help. I'm going to get the link. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> So Mars is going to be hanging around for a lot longer this year is what you were saying. Well, he goes retrograde from October 30th to yes. January 12th. Yes. Mama Mia, right? This is long. All the way, well, really, October 30th is practically November. So November and December, first half of January. Here's my theory. Supply chain problems are going to be much higher than last year. Buy anything you need now. You're going to have to wait, or maybe you'll be lucky. And the, and the salesperson will say, we've got three left. I'm going to give you one right now. You know, maybe you would have my experience, but mm. really actually last year, my calendar sold out and my printer said, we have a supplies chain problem with the paper. You want archival paper, beautiful, thick paper. No, we don't have it. I said, but wait, you're getting it from international paper in America. They said, we still have a supply chain problem. We can't get it. So I want you to make your orders early. Now, there's another problem. In November and December, if you're in sales or if you're running a company or you're just trying to get a project off the ground, clients are going to be a little skittish about signing the work order and say, let's get started. They're going to be hesitant. You're going to have trouble reaching them on the phone. My theory is because of inflation, companies' budgets are being used up faster than usual. And by November, December, they probably don't have any money left. So the client can't say, yes, let's get started. They have to wait until January and January 12th is when Mars goes direct to start cutting the cards and saying, okay, let's talk about it. Let's do it. So if there's a delay in November and December, don't rail against it. You don't want to build Mars retrograde into the cake batter because the day you pick as the initiation date for your project or your marriage or anything is very important. And you want to try to have the little planets behaving themselves. Now you might say, well, what's wrong with September? Well, Mercury goes retrograde. Mars little brother, Mercury, who's such a little copycat. He does everything as big brother does. Oh my gosh. So, September 9th to October 2nd. Now there is a little sweet spot from October 2nd to the 15th would be a good time to launch anything. So, but then you say, well, why not all the way to October 30th? Let me show you what I'm looking at. When Mars is healthy and, and energetic, like he usually is, it takes him two days to go one degree. By October 15th, he's taking 18 days to go one degree. <gasps> this is like walking through oatmeal. Very hard. Now, in November, he speeds up a little. Because when a planet starts to retrograde, it's almost like an ocean liner going, a U-turn and taking all the power from the engines to turn. He will take four days to go one degree, but that's still double the amount of time he usually takes. And Mars is the planet that teaches us to compete well and win. And we take it for granted because he rarely mm. goes retrograde, only every two years. 
So we don't even remember what we were doing two years ago. But, but really, it's that's why I have been introducing one product after another every two weeks to outrun the choo-choo train of Mars retrograde. <laughs> So is this be an indication of when the economy may turn around in January? Yes, 2023? I think we may have a little baby recession, but not much. Okay. Now, Mars, uh, not Mars, Jupiter and Pluto, when they meet in conjunction, which they did in 2020, that's always glorious. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you're going to have such a prosperous year. But the big money that I expected to be pouring into the economy wasn't from business. It was the trillions for the stimulus package. I didn't mm. even think that was possible, so I didn't consider it. Life is a learning experience. Now, <laughs> Mars and Pluto are square, like the square edge of a table. Well, that means adjustment. Think about what's happened and then fix it and adjust it. You know, because life is a series of adjustments, just like when we went to the moon, we had to keep getting that little rocket going in the right place because it kept going off course. So we had to, you know, we didn't just sit back and put our feet up. The scientist down in Florida had to keep, keep pushing him in the right direction and we have to do the same. So there will be corrections and learn. Which I think is interesting because sometimes if you read the horoscopes, right, if you read your particular ones, which your ebook does cover each of the different signs, sometimes you go, well, this didn't happen and this didn't happen. And so sometimes people can say, oh, well, astrology doesn't work. But I think what you've kind of offered. In order for it to work is you have to make an initiation. You have to take a risk. Uh, this has been a great year for me. And, um, you know, you, you can say to yourself, okay, these two weeks are very special. And I can see it six months ahead or a year ahead or whatever. And during those two weeks, my um, the sponsor who came to me about the NFTs and we checked him out. He was fantastic. He brought a whole team to teach me and work together because I was creative director. And I want, you know, the ancients wrote what the baby looked like. You know how when you go to an astrologer, they say, what time were you born? Well, back in Mesopotamia in 2400 BC, they had sundials. I mean, ugh. <laughs> so the ancients wrote when the child grew up a little, this is what they looked like. And the first house is your rising sign or your ascendant. So you could kind of tell by looking at your child as it grew what they had rising by the descriptions. So I wanted to see if those descriptions still held. And I had written the descriptions for Isaac, I-Z-A-K, he's my artist, who's just fabulous. He used to, he did all the skinny girls for Henry Bendels. That's where I first fell in love with his work. That was his biggest client. So I gave him descriptions, but I realized when you talk to an artist, their currency is visuals. I would have to show him what I meant. So I would look online and find celebrities, you know, in the movies and athletics and business books, anything I could find where I could verify their time, their uh, birth date. And I sent him 35 Aries women, 35 Aries men. I kept them all together, 35 uh, pictures of Taurus. And, and wow, did I see common threads running through them. Threats that I didn't expect, like Virgo men 
and Capricorn men all had beards. They loved beards. Isn't this interesting? <laughs> Not so much with Taurus men and their earth, you know, and Pisces women. So, so when you mean like an investment, you mean like go all into what the rising, the moon, the sun sign is instead of just reading the horoscope? You should read your sun sign and your rising sign and you'll have 80% of what's going to happen. You have to read both. They're equal in importance. The birth sign is what you were born with and certain talents. The rising sign sets the profession. And it also... Um, is the, the face you give the world and what you look like and your vitality, not any health problem. That's more the sixth house and how to fix it, mm. but it's your energy and, and what you put out there. And I believe Scorpio here, Scorpio oh, rising. Scorpio. My daughter has Scorpio <laughs> rising. I love that. There you go. Intensity Scorpio. for sure. My yeah, psychic intensity. Yeah. So it is all very fascinating. And and I agree. I think you have to read more beyond your just your sun sign. So I totally agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And everyone should have their chart done once. I agree. Yeah. And if people write to me, you know, I'm writing so much, it's hard for me to do more than one or two charts in a month. But I have astrologers that I have vetted and that charge much less than me. And I put you two together hmm. and I have nothing to do with it. Cool. I just want to make sure yeah. you're happy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think yeah. it is important. And I do have an astrology I work with and I consult to her mm -hmm. a couple of times a year, especially around my birthday and then yeah. the beginning of the year and the seasons. And, you know, especially for business too, like the same idea of launching. Now being in this air energy that you're talking about, let's talk about your app, your newest app. <laughs> we have the astrology zone. Oh. App. What's your newest one? Well, it's called Moonlight Phases. I, I wanted to call it Moonlight, but there were other apps named Moonlight. This is something astrologers have known a long time, but have never told the public. And I wanted to bring this idea to the public, but I thought the word moon void, of course, sounds like a disease. <laughs> and this sounds scary. And I had to make it easy and palpable. So the only, this, is, this is the story on the moon. And it's very important to watch Moon Void, of course. You, um, she goes void at different times of the day, almost every day, not every day. Like today, it's good. I would never have my meeting with you if the moon was void <laughs> because you wouldn't like the interview and you wouldn't use it. <laughs> or it would get changed for some reason. You'd get a tummy ache or I would and we would have to you know, reschedule. But the moon void, of course, the moon is the fastest moving body in the whole solar system. She's not a planet. She's the Earth's satellite. Now, she moves through 20, in 28 days, she visits all the signs. Now, sometimes she covers that ground faster than in 28 days. And she might do a conjunction where she's shoulder to shoulder with someone. She might do an opposition where they're 180 degrees away. She might be a trine, 120 degrees, which is very, very sweet and harmonious. Or it could be a square, which needs adjustment. And there's an obstacle there that has to be fixed. It doesn't really matter if it's good, bad, or indifferent. She has to have some kind of engagement. When she's done meeting the planets and she has nobody to talk to, she goes into her little boudoir and sleeps. She takes off her white gown and her white gloves and she sleeps. 
she will not get up again until the moon changes to another sign. So like right now, the moon's in Aries. So she'll finally go uh, go void, of course, right at the, probably as we're getting closer to Taurus, but she'll need a little rest. And then when it enters Taurus, I have a little flash on your, if you say allow notifications, I'll say moon enter Taurus. <laughs> moon is good today. You know, and I have this sweet little moon. When I first asked Isaac to, to paint me a moon, he gave me NASA. I said, no, no, no. She has to have little eyelashes and little rosebud mouth. And she's sweet. And she's our friend and little twinkling stars around her. It's a seven ninety nine, and it goes to the year 2050. But here's the, the good part. We have a GPS in there. So if you decide to take a vacation in Paris, it follows you to Paris. It follows you to Morocco or to L.A. or wherever you're going because the GPS is in there and will give you accurate information. Until now, you'd have to look at tables on the Internet, long, boring tables, and they were all uh, Greenwich Mean Time. So you'd have to add five hours if you're on the East Coast. It just was hard. Moon void, of course, is a lot like Mercury retrograde. So around here, if you were in my office and my assistant would say, hey, the New York Times wants an interview on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. I'm like, is the moon void? Yes. When does it go out of void? At 2.30. Can you move it? See if the reporter will move it. And almost always they do. <laughs> so I think it's fascinating because I know I'm aware, but I haven't put that much attention into it. So I think to have that app well, there. It was, for, it was hard for me. Yeah. Once I made it easy. Oh, listen, I had to teach my engineering team what it meant. I had to kind of teach them astrology. This took me three years to develop. Wow. Yeah. I know a few times like it lands like right on the new moon. It's like, okay, wait to set your yeah. intentions until after yes. the moon is void, of course. Like wait to put that energy out there. Yeah, that's about as much. Yeah, and it's a one-time purchase of $7.99, $8 on Google and on Apple App Store. Okay. And you never have to buy it again until 2050. <laughs> there you go. Well, Susan, this is just fascinating. Your new ebook. And again, the first chapter, like you said, has so much information. And then each chapter gives the signs, what's going on for the signs. Mm -hmm. So definitely worth checking out and finding that out for yourself. And then the app, how exciting that you have this on the go and can take it with you. So it is really fascinating. And I feel like you have given us a great preview of what the fall is going to be for all of us coming through and like get prepared like you said you know. you know what with with all these retrogrades we'll have a chance to go back to projects that maybe had to be put aside because of the pandemic because they just weren't doable you know, we, we went through two and a half tough yeah. years, all of us. It definitely played a number on me, and I yes. have to laugh with that Mars in my 10th house because everything I'm doing right now is reorganizing my work and my business and how I'm looking at it. So I think that is really important, too. And I have Mars in 10th, too. That means 
you will be successful because you will take no yay, for an answer. <laughs> what about eclipses? I think there's one in November. Don't we have an eclipse? Oh, yes. Well, here's where I drop the other shoe. Okay. They always come in pairs. They always coincide with a new moon and a full moon. The new moon one is okay, October 25th, and it may open up some new opportunities. It's in Scorpio. So wherever you have Scorpio in the chart, that's very important. It's an early degree. I think it's seven degrees, something early. The one that concerns me is November 8th. This one, it's almost like the universe has been watching like this. And it says, she's not fixing it. He's not fixing it. I have to get in there and do what they couldn't do for themselves. They're in a toxic situation. They're in a bad situation, whatever it is. It could be a job little Mary hates or little Ted is in a, um, a bad situation in a marriage and he doesn't know what to do. This kind of cuts it. You know, eclipses are non-negotiable. This is a full moon, so it's more emotional. It marks an ending. And this one, because Uranus is so active, the planet of unexpected developments, I can't even tell you what it is, but I give you hints. And I talk about it a little bit, but I will talk about it more in my October forecast. I talk about it in the book, though. It's a separating aspect. What concerns me is this is on election day. <laughs> This How interesting, right for sure. Yeah. I'm actually supposed to go to Peru and be there at Peru for that time. A very interesting oh, really? opportunity for myself. Yeah, with a teacher. Yeah, just kind of a new direction in my own work. When when is the trip? The trip, I think the flight is November 2nd. We fly into Lima November okay. 2nd. It goes to the 11th. You know, my my head of digital just came back from Peru. She loved it so much. She went to Monte Picchu and yeah. she went all and 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 walk through the jungles and everything and loved it yeah Just loved yeah this trip. is kind of what it is with lee mccormick give him a shout out spirit recovery one of my teachers here in nashville oh. that i do sweat lodges with so yeah great opportunity to learn and study wow, really you do that sweat lodges? i do it's my medicine i do i do i've been doing them for oh, now about 25 <laughs> years starting in new york new york and shinnecock i used to go out to the um southampton the reservations out there with the shinnecock and sit oh. in sweat lodges with them yeah yeah very powerful uh -huh. very back to the earth Love very yeah, yeah very beautiful finding the right poor and the right people to be in connection with that's really important yes. but, that's yeah, yeah it's a big study for me when i lived in new york for sure yeah wow you really found them though you had to do research i did i searched i searched i did and then once you found the group and yeah and up over in southampton it was just beautiful big lodge and very interesting and they're on the water yeah it was very nice yeah very intense yeah i'd drive a couple hours out i lived in port washington so i'd drive a couple of hours out on a night you know. but all of this is quite fascinating and i think connecting with mother earth and connecting with the cosmos right now can help all of us with the guidance and what we need to do especially how to make changes and to respect each other you know everybody seems to be like a tinderbox you know uh with the slightest comment on the news and and our senators aren't helping i mean it just we just have to calm down and listen and listen i have friends who i don't agree with but <laughs> There you go. No judgment. I partition that out and we still are friends, you know, we 
Yeah. So as we go to round up, I just wondered if you could leave us with an inspiring word for the rest of the year ahead. I think we're going to have a wonderful time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Jupiter starts retrograding at the end of October, October 28th, but gets strong on the day before Thanksgiving. And he slides straight into Pisces. And Jupiter will be close to Neptune. There'll be a strong feeling of charity and humanitarian effort and to to help those who are less fortunate and, you know, to do things for other people. And this is such a lovely aspect for the arts too. Artists and people who are creative and innovative will be very inspired at that time. There will be a lovely feeling this year in December and the Thanksgiving goes all the way until December 20th. So um, it's something special that won't happen again ever in our lifetimes because Neptune's in Pisces and Jupiter will be in Pisces. So they'll be together and they both rule Pisces, which makes them doubly strong. So wherever you have Jupiter in your chart, for Pisces, and I talk about it in the electronic book on Kindle, the year ahead, 2022. That's where the golden nuggets lie in December. It'll be lovely. And if you are a Pisces, oh, such a magical time. It was in earlier this year, especially in the beginning of March. And I wondered what that would bring besides the opportunity to work on the NFTs. And my daughter had the most darling little baby boy. <gasps> Every night, time. every night. Uh, she's in LA. I'm in New York. I have to keep working, but I'm looking forward. Mm, I saw that. Yeah. It's such a good year for those little Pisces and the Aries and my daughter's in Aries. You no, know, um, but Taurus gets their Emerald year after Mother's Day in 2023 for a whole year, for a whole 12 months. So we'll have to have you back for 2023. But thank you so much for joining us today in the conversation and all the many things that we can think about. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I'll put the links for the ebook and as well as the app in the show notes. Thank you so much. Oh, well, we'll send your podcast to everyone. And I'm sure you'll get many more followers. All right. You deserve Yay. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Susan, for joining us today to your spirit. Thank you. Yes, prepare your energy, plan ahead. Don't be afraid of the digital technology. Enjoy each other. And especially as we move into the rest of the year, be kind, be giving, be thoughtful. And as Susan teaches, astrology is not predictive. Astrology shows influences and astrologers specialize in all the many different aspects of life. Reach out to Susan for her latest ebook and download her Moonlight Phase app so that you can be in alignment with the cosmic forces, all for your highest good. Reach out to me for help with creating your spiritual practice and join us in the 21-Day Radiant Light Challenge. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Harry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, Namaste. Want to learn more about mediumship, connecting with the afterlife? 
Join us in the Healers Play Group on Thursday, September 8th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Central Time Zone with guest teacher Tina Conroy, psychic medium, energy healer, spiritual mentor, and host of the Intuitive Woman podcast. This play group is open to everyone who wants to explore and develop aspects of mediumship. Some understanding of your intuitive abilities will be helpful, but is not required. The link will be in the show notes.